Hey friends and fellow Buffy lovers, and welcome to our podcast, where we discuss each episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in detail, focusing on digging deep into the themes, metaphors, and foreshadowing. I'm Leah. I'm Sarah. I'm Tabby. And this is Becoming Buffy. and welcome to this week's episode of becoming buffy this week's episode is the witch episode three which is a surprisingly good episode i mean it's the first standalone episode of the show and it holds up pretty well yeah Mm -hmm. i honestly like we've i mean we've mentioned it before we're probably gonna mention (laughs) it all of season one it's season one is probably the worst season and so at least like how it's made and you know Mm -hmm. people will have their opinions on other seasons but i just mean like this one is definitely like it's finding its footing. Um, and so I think that I forget there are, there, there are episodes that are just like, they're good. And they have like mm-hmm. very interesting themes and stuff. Like especially this episode, like I kind of forget about it. And then I come yeah. back to it and I'm like, wow, this actually focuses on like really intense themes. And it like yeah. it does show a lot of like really important sweet moments between like mm-hmm. Giles and Buffy. And like um, gang. it really focuses on like the parent uh like child aspect um in every way so you know Mm. joyce and buffy it's also i think the first episode that feels very grounded and it deals with a grounded theme because the first two episodes of the season are very much focusing on the supernatural aspect the master is not in this episode but Mm -hmm. it's all about relationships specifically um parent relationship mother-daughter relationships Mm -hmm. and so it's incredibly important for the character development of the gang and for buffy and her mom and even her relationship with giles Mm -hmm. yeah and i actually think that's a really good point is that we've talked about before how you know buffy is huge into metaphor and things like that and this is actually Mm -hmm. the first episode that really focuses fully on metaphor like the whole episode is a metaphor for one kind of abusive parent relationships but also two like parents living vicariously through their children Mm -hmm. um and they take that into the most literal sense in the episode and you guys touched on this before but the first like couple episodes or a couple seasons i should say um the metaphors are just like really obvious um especially this one like the mom is literally living through her daughter's life Mm -hmm. um but i know a lot of people who have gone through this where it's just like maybe subtle manipulations or it's like like actual toxic parents that are just like really like hard on them um but it like you watch it and you realize oh like i'm sure there's people who have watched this episode and realized a lot that has happened behind the scenes in their family. And I'm just so grateful for that for them. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that this episode came out in the 90s. Like, you know, episodes like this are important anytime. But like, I feel yeah. like, especially in older shows, a lot of times they wanted to shy away from heavier topics because they didn't want to be controversial. And so I love the fact that Buffy was not afraid to handle heavier topics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And just something to keep an eye out for as we talk about the episode or even as you rewatch it. Um, the theme for this episode is very much the parent-child relationships and living vicariously through your child and even trying to relive your childhood. But also something that I noticed um, just even in this last rewatch is it's also kind of even Xander's relationship with Buffy as well. Um, You can tell there's also – 
there's kind of a possessiveness that he has over Buffy. Mm. And it's exemplified in the bracelet he gives Buffy, which says yours always. And I thought that was interesting that he gives Buffy this bracelet that's almost like has a possessive saying on it and tries to play it off as, oh, they all said that. But throughout the episode, even like looking at her um, tryout sheet for cheerleading squad to see where she lands and stuff, he does a lot of things to where it's almost like he's kind of – Feels control over her. I think all he knows is like how to selfishly love. So he doesn't know how to like be there for Buffy and love her even if she doesn't love him back. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going to go mm-hmm. further. But for this episode, I thought that was interesting that the bracelet said yours always. And it's talking about like possessive relationships. Yeah. So. That is definitely very interesting. Yeah. So keep that in mind as you're listening and watching the episode. Yeah. And I think that uh, before we get too far into the episode, um, I did want to let you guys know that this is our spoiler-free section, so we will not be talking about any spoilers at this moment. We will only be talking about the episodes prior and the current episode we are on, nothing in the future. And then uh, later on in the episode, we will be transitioning into our Scooby Secret section, which is where we talk about all things spoilers, everything in the future, all the fun stuff. So, Foreshadowing. Yes. Like your development. Yeah. Anything goes. Yeah. So, all the good stuff. Yes. Basically. <laughs> so if you care about spoilers, then we do not recommend that you go to that section. But if you don't care, then um, absolutely come and join us. Mm-hmm. It's super fun. And not to make the rest of you feel left out. It's just an encouragement to go through the show and mm-hmm. watch everything so you can go back and listen to the spoilers. Yeah. Our so. goal is that one day you'll be able to come back and listen to the spoilers so that everyone will be able to hear it. You guys ready to get into the episode? Mm-hmm. Cool. So this episode was the first episode not written by Joss Whedon. It was written by someone named Dana Reston and directed by Stephen Craig. And then it aired March 17th, 1997. I wanted to read real fast an excerpt this book called Bite Me by Nikki Stafford. She writes about Buffy and she has a um, a really cool section about witchcraft, which I really thought was interesting and I really enjoyed it. She says, witches and other pagans follow three important principles, embrace love and a kinship with nature. Follow the pagan ethic, which is, and it harm none, do you will. All magic follows the law of threefold return. Pagans believe that any act of magic will rebound on the magician threefold, meaning if a witch performs black magic, he or she will experience a negative impact with three Mm. times the force of the act performed. So basically, like the laws within um, the Buffyverse are probably going to be slightly different because witchcraft just kind of varies depending upon what show you're on. But in this one, we clearly see that she's doing black dark magic yeah yeah and that and if we're following along with that belief that something will come back to you then i guess we'll just have to talk and see what happens to Catherine the great i really enjoyed the acting of both the actress who played Catherine and the actress who played amy yeah Yeah. amy's played by Mm -hmm. elizabeth ann allen and i just think that it's kind of like a freaky friday situation they both did each other so well yeah you really you really see the difference happen yeah, I liked it a lot. All right. So the episode opens in the library yeah. with Giles and Buffy. Yep. This is such a very clear throwback to the movie. Yeah. That's yeah. what I wrote too is that like her being a cheerleader was really like a main point in the movie. Yeah. It was like, oh, she's a cheerleader who also slays. It was supposed to be like this kind of like anomaly in a way. But in this one, like it's just kind of like a funny little throwback to what the movie kind of 
more circulated around in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how Giles is like, by the power vested in me as a watcher yeah. or whatever. He's like, I'm, I I ordered you to stop. And she's yeah. like, um, and how are you going to stop me? And yeah. I, it, it, like in the beginning, you don't see the Buffy's there. So you think that he's talking about something that's like actually really yeah. serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, why would you enslave yourself to this cult? And then you pans over and then she's standing there and she's like, what? Which is hilarious like because... The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious because the episode is about witches, which typically tends to be kind of cult-like. Yeah. So it's oh, just funny having that, like, that. It's good insight. Yeah, parallels yeah. to that. There's a lot of that in here. It is really well-written. I, I, It's kind of an enjoyable episode to watch and watch Buffy be so normal at times. Yeah, I, I kind of wrote that down where I said that this episode, specifically this scene with her and Giles, it kind of perfectly shows how, like, she wants to have a normal life, but, like, she's also the Slayer, like I mentioned uh, last episode. This one specifically, she even tells Giles, she's like, I want to have something normal, something that is safe. safe. And then it immediately, it's, like, so well done, just immediately cuts to the witch and, like, mm-hmm. the cold And the attic. And, like, yeah. all this stuff. And she's, like, stirring like, oh, the boiling no. pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, it's just very like interesting. Every time Buffy tries to like yeah. be more a part of the world, mm-hmm. it's like something kind of this, pulls her back. Yeah, this is a theme throughout the whole yeah. show. She's like, oh, I'm I'm normal. And then yeah. it's like, just kidding. I think this episode was really important so early on in the show, yeah. in the season, because you you have to see Buffy going, ah, I've got to try to have some sort of normalcy, right. you know, or normalcy. Yeah, it's just really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, we see the witch in the attic and mm-hmm. you see the very classic cauldron. You, I mean, you know yeah. the title, the witch. You also the know green, that like, you know, yeah, little, I just, the funny part about all this is I was like, man, like the detail and, that she had to go through to make each of the Barbies look like oh, every man. girl. Yeah. I'm like that's so much work. My yeah. goodness. Seriously. I know. I've always thought, how would you do that? Yeah. Like making the little clothes or whatever. Yeah, she made Going down the Barbie aisle and you're like, which one looks like the girls yeah. in my high school? Seriously. <laughs> the amount of money and time and effort she put into this. Yeah. Or is hey, it I like, mean, it's not cheap being evil. Does it have to be like an intentional thing or can it just like look vaguely like them? Probably can be like, vaguely. Oh, this one's for Cordy, but it's yeah. like a redhead. And yeah. You're you're like, like what it's still Cordy work? because I say it's Cordy. Yeah. Like, yeah probably. What? It's like the more powerful you I are, throw a the potato less... in there. I'm like, this is for Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to the gym. Willow is jealous that Xander has bought a bracelet for Buffy. It says yeah. yours always. Yours yeah. always. And he has that like smooth thing where he's like, they all said that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I thought it was really interesting that he goes, I have a bracelet for you. And Buffy's like, for me? And then Willow's like, what? Where did you get that? Kind of like you can see that little glimpse yeah. of like jealousy. Kind of yeah. like, well, I mean, what? it's totally understandable because like if you're looking at it from Willow's point of view, like her and Xander have been best friends for yeah. years. Like they talked about how they knew each other bef- mm-hmm. like from before. I think fifth grade was what she said. But then it's also just like it's sad because it's also like you can tell you know, Willow has some regard mm-hmm. for Xander as more than a friend. Oh, she totally has a crush on him. Yeah. And so it's like She's not only kind of like her in a way of like, oh, but like we're friends and you never really get me anything like that. But it's mm-hmm. also like a, oh, I like you and you never give me anything like yeah. that. So it's kind of like twofold in a yeah. way. I just love how supportive Willow is. She clearly cares for Xander and I think yeah. it's hurtful that Xander just so obviously overlooks her. But she's so supportive of him mm-hmm. pursuing Buffy. Because she loves Buffy. Yeah. And, she's, and she loves Xander. And I think like, I don't know. I don't think I'd do the same if I were in Willow's yes yeah. it'd be a lot harder yeah. yeah um so they're trying out for cheerleading or yeah. not 
Yeah, Mm -hmm. Buffy is. I think it's really funny how Willow sees Amy. The first thing she's like, oh, you've lost weight. Yeah, well, um, I wrote this down because I was like, is this Amy's mom or not? But she said, she's like, oh, had to. Mm -hmm. She said it in a way of like, I had to. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it was Amy's mom. Because in her mind, she was like, I can't work with my daughter being this fat in order to like be like a great cheerleader. So I'm going to like, you know, Yeah, yeah. well, you can also tell that it's the mom because when she's talking about her mom, she's like, Oh, my mom glorified did all this. Like, yeah. and she didn't even lose a yeah. pound. Like, oh, like yeah. gain a pound. Like, it's yeah. very like, oh, my mom's a superwoman. Sure. So it's like yeah. it's very much like you can tell that there's that kind of like switch. Yeah. And again, I love the metaphor of the mom. The daughter is not quite what the mom wants. So yeah. then she takes control. And yeah, but it's just like it really is that like idea, like parents living mm-hmm. through their children in mm-hmm. its completely yeah. literal sense. Yeah. So then we see this girl trying out and she does all these impressive mm-hmm. flips and fun fact. So they actually rehearsed with some of the Laker girls. Oh, no way. And they were the girl that played Amy, Elizabeth. She's like, I was very intimidated, but it helped that my character was supposed to be bad. That's she's true. Like, there was yeah, less pressure on I think me. about too. Yeah. yeah. They'd be like, do this, wave your hands this way. And we'd be like, what? <laughs> I would like to say that, uh, all of Cordelia's workout outfits in this super are cute. So cute, but they also make me laugh because like everyone else is wearing like cute little like cheerleading outfits and then like Cordelia, Cordelia has is to like stand out. Yeah, Cordelia like has to stand out. She has her like cute like workout outfits that are super like, sexy and matchy. Yeah. Like and I'm just like, oh, it just cracks me it's up. I'm like, that's Cordelia. such a Cordelia thing to do. Okay, so I thought this was hilarious. The girl's hands light on fire. And right. Buffy thinks, oh. I'm going to go grab this flag yeah. that's hanging and then runs over and tackles, tackles her. the girl, doesn't even yeah. try to grab her hands. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, Buffy, we see you. I think it was more of just like fire catches fast. Like I just have to act fast. Like, yeah. She's like panicking. Girl. Like, yeah. It is just very funny though. Very sweet though. She like, she's like holding her. She's like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, very yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was kind of cracking up because Buffy looked super overwhelmed by how well these cheerleaders were doing. My first thought was, does Buffy even know what cheerleading is? She's like, oh, you you train? And I was like, yeah, you train. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, you find out that she was a cheerleader before. And I was like, I guess maybe that these girls were just extra good or something. Well, I also think there's a difference mm-hmm. between like club cheerleading and like school cheerleading. If you're club, like most of the time you have mm-hmm. like a coach and it's much more like, it's yeah. the same. Rigorous. with like, true. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's like the same with any other type of sport. Yeah. It's like, it's you it's much more competitive whereas like when you're at school specifically for cheerleading a lot of the times they're not doing like at least a lot of the high schools Mm. that i've seen they're not doing these insane like twirls and jumps and all that Well, we didn't go to a big public school but i'm not talking about mine but i mean like specifically like it's much uh less competitive Mm. than that so like i think for buffy she's kind of like we have coaches in this time especially in sunnydale like i'm sure either cheerleaders go missing yeah or like things like that where it's like they don't have a rigorous practicing mm-hmm. practicing times or whatever yeah so then we move to the library where they're talking about the girl whose hands were on fire and giles is hilarious because he's like ridiculously excited about yeah. this yeah he's all like oh my goodness you know that's because we live on a hell mouth and he's like yeah. weirdly yeah. giddy about it and everybody's looking at him like um dude someone's hands are on fire yeah like, and he's yeah. like oh sorry I should yeah, calm the, myself he down. had the funny line where it's like Part of me for seeing the glass half full. Like, yeah, he's yeah. all like mad. He's like, well, I'm just trying to see the positive on this. And they're all like, Giles, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, all right, don't let the nerd come out. Yeah. Calm mm-hmm. down, Giles. 
Buffy also has a line where she lets us know that she has been a Slayer for a year now. Mm-hmm. So that's Over kind of a interesting. Year, yeah. Over a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means she would have been called when she was like 15. She was a, yeah, she must have been a freshman in high school then because yeah. she's a sophomore now. That's crazy. And then we have um, Willow being incredibly excited about hacking. <laughs> Illegally hacking. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> she yeah. says, finally something I can do. Uh-huh, Yeah. And then Xander, I laugh in the face of danger, and then I run and hide till it goes away yeah. or something Such like that. Such a Xander line. <laughs> but they also, uh, they have this cute moment where, like, Buffy's kind of like, oh, like, I, you know, I'm doing this alone. And, but they're both like, no, like, we do this. We're a team. We do this together. Yeah. And then they go, they call themselves the Slayerettes. Yeah. So cute. funny. And this is, this is the episode where you're like, you see them working as a team for not the first time because we saw the last episode, but this everybody kind of knows their place. Yeah. Willow's like, hey, I can hack. Giles is like, I'll look up in the books. Xander's like, I'm here to make the funny jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's but like, really found out his yeah. role. Yeah. He's like, I'll fight when I'm needed, but most of the time, yeah. I'll just kind of be in the back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think like this is one of the first episodes where all three of them, I feel like Giles, Xander, and Willow all kind of help and like during a crisis with Buffy. Because the first right. two, like Buffy was like, no, you stay. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go deal with it. Yeah. But you see like towards the end, I don't want to jump the gun, but it's like, you know, Xander and Willow mm-hmm. kind of like have to um, deter like Amy or Amy's mom, whatever, mm-hmm. whoever's inside her, her mom. Um, and then Giles has to do like magic, but they all have to like do something that's mm-hmm. like action worthy. Mm-hmm. I think that honestly comes down to the fact that like Buffy does not see the witch as big of a threat as she did the vampires. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So she yeah. just didn't think it was as much of a risk. Yeah. Um, okay, so Buffy comes in after school. Also, Buffy's outfit is super cute. I in this literally movie. wrote yeah. that down. I said Buffy and baby blue. And then yeah. I had like a little her like, dress. Like, like the cut yeah. is super cute too. Yeah. Like it just her looks and, really like, good. Her and pastels and specifically baby blue is like my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. She looks so good. It just yeah. brings yeah. out like her eyes and mm-hmm. ugh, love it. Yeah. So she walks in and Joyce has crates all over the kitchen. Yeah. She's trying to open the crate. She's struggling, right. and mm-hmm. Buffy just kind of like talks to her and is kind of like, "All right, mom, well, talking about tryouts. I tried out and I didn't do very mm-hmm. good." And her mom's clearly not listening. I love that Buffy goes, "Well, Amy's mom works mm-hmm. with her every day, and now she's comparing to someone, and she doesn't right. even know what's going on in Amy's yeah. life." Well, she also doesn't really understand her mom very much. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's trying to show that, like, yeah. yes, Buffy's mom does not understand Buffy. But also Buffy does not understand what her mom goes through. Her Mm -hmm. mom at this point is like a single mother Mm -hmm. who is working and then is also raising someone. So like she's just – she's working very hard. She's Mm -hmm. doing – she's wearing multiple Mm -hmm. hats for lack of a better analogy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that both of them are kind of like Buffy expects her mom to spend more time with her whereas like her mom is kind of, I just don't understand you. Like I'm trying to do this. So it's like it's that typical disconnect of parent and child. Mm -hmm. But it's also like – Joyce needs to learn and every parent needs to learn of when to put their work away and and realize that their child is trying to connect to them. Yeah. And I think in that moment, Joyce was just like, I got to get this done and I I, can't, I don't have time right now mm-hmm. to yeah. really do what I have to do. And Buffy takes it personally. You yeah. can tell she's a little hurt. But yeah. I thought it was really funny how her mom's like, ah, could you like help? And she's get like, it wouldn't kill open. you to help me. And when she like, is writing something down and Buffy just like, Flips it over as easily as she can. Like, it's just yeah. super easy. And it crashes mm-hmm. the floor. And Joyce does not even yeah. notice. Yeah. She's so stressed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, at the end of um, their conversation in the kitchen, Buffy said Jeepers, which yeah. I think was cute because I was like, oh, she was in the live action um, the Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. 
Um, so then back to the gym. Cordelia is up doing her thing with everybody yeah. else, looking and smoking in another outfit. Yeah, I know. She had a different outfit this time. Yeah. I'm like, I had like- Equally as beautiful, yes, but exactly. so funny. And Amy is super clumsy yeah. and knocks over Cordelia. Cordelia's like, you guys all saw that, right? Yeah. That's not me. <laughs> Such a like- typical moment just for her to be like oh no no that wasn't me that yeah, was her I didn't like, mess up. I was fine I was perfect yeah yep yeah and I think Amy in this scene mentions that her palms are sweaty I think mm-hmm. and she's like oh why are my palms so sweaty looking back yeah. it's she definitely was the mom at this point uh-huh, because she's unfamiliar with this body because at first yeah. I was like okay this this was the mom then why and she's supposed to be so good at cheerleading mm-hmm. why did she knock over and I really think it's because she's adjusting to this new body yeah. it's not quite familiar yeah. well she also might not even know the specific dances too mm-hmm. like just could be different than yeah, what she's used that's to true, yeah but it's also just out of practice know, like certain bodies are more equipped for certain things like you put me next to a professional cheerleader and like you'll be able to pick out which one yeah. would be good at cheerleading. Like yeah. Certain bodies are just more equipped for doing certain things. The mom had this idea that like, if she was in her daughter's body, she'd be just as good as she was. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that may not, not be true. Yeah. Amy's just talking about how, you know, parents have divorced and mm-hmm. how she had to lose a lot of weight. And then she talks about... Um, how her mom wouldn't choke up if she were the one inside the gym, mm-hmm. which made me think it was Amy at the time. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't know. But then they look at the statue for a long time, and yeah. she's. It's interesting the story that she talks about the dad, and she's like, "Yeah, he's you know, he's bum, the bad one, and yeah. he like left, paints and, the dad in a very." But then she ugly said picture. she was like, "Yeah, I gave uh, Amy everything she wanted, mm-hmm. and like, or I didn't like. Um, my mom gave me everything mm-hmm. that I could ever want, which is just very interesting. It it very wasn't, clear picture she's trying to paint. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, and then talks about the statue obviously Catherine the Great and Buffy's yeah. over there trying to relate my parents are divorced too yeah you know? she's trying to be friendly Buffy and Willow talk about Amber the girl who scorched her hands oh yeah um, she asks like any like updates on it and then she said that she got suspended one day or something for smoking. And I thought it was cute that Willow was like, she's like, oh, like normal smoking, not like the other kind. I love how she had to preface it. She was like, didn't or want her to think that, of her anything different. Yeah, she's like, I'll go hack into that database. No problem. But smoking, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we go to the lockers. And I thought this was hilarious because you for a brief moment are like, ooh, is Cordelia the bad guy? Because yeah. you hear yeah. like this, like that, that jump scare and it's yeah. Cordelia and she threatens Amy and mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh, is Cordelia the person that's yeah. behind all of this? Because at this point, we just don't know very much about yeah, Cordelia. All we know about Cordelia is that Cordelia is all about Cordelia. Yeah, and she's kind of mean. She totally yeah. could be a witch, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this conversation between Willow and Xander. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Willow's trying so hard to like relate to Xander. And, and be kind. And be kind and-, and listen to him and just say, well, you won't know if she likes you until you try. And then he's all like oh, this is why I love you, or this is why I care so much about you. Or so, he's, he's, you're, one you're one of the guys. You're one of the yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. And Such a sting. You can just Ooh, see it on, zoned. like, yeah, you can just see it on Willow's face. She's just like, oh. Like, yep. just that moment yeah. of, like, are you kidding me? And I just, oh, my gosh. Xander, my goodness. Xander is a little, my word. But, like, they put up all of the listings for, like, who made it into mm-hmm. um, the cheerleading squad, and he's, like, the first person to, like, bump into also see if like Buffy made it mm-hmm. like my goodness you just only want to see her in her uniform that's the only reason why <sighs> yeah Xander is definitely like the epitome of a horny high school boy yeah which I think that's what he's written to be oh yeah you 100%. know 100% he is what he's he even to be. like 
I mean, it'll, it says later, but he, like, stole the witchcraft books, like, just so that he could look at the, like, half-naked oh, women in them. Word. I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> man. That's dedication. Oh, my word. So, yeah, we find out that Buffy made first alternate and that Amy has made third. And mm-hmm. Amy's visibly shaken and upset by that and runs away. And yep. everybody's like, Xander, be sensitive. Yeah, read the room, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then we cut to the witch's attic. And we were trying to figure out, this sounds a lot like Amy's voice. It did. Which now, no, Makes that, sense because it's the mom in Amy's yep. body. But it's disguised really well. And I think that yeah. if if you're not as super familiar with the show, then you might be like, oh, maybe it's the mom, which we haven't really, we haven't met yet. So Yeah, right. so it could have been anyone. But she takes like a little time tiny scarf and wraps it around Cordelia's face and says Cordelia and then dumps her in the green gooey stuff. So then we're like, okay, Cordelia's not the bad guy. Yep. Um, So then we're back at the Summer's house and Joyce is like, gone away she's thought about what happened with the earlier conversation mm-hmm. is like all right i need to like try and connect with buffy and make her feel better about not uh making the cheerleading squad yeah and she's like how about your book yeah. yeah it's it's very like sweet because like the way that joyce kind of interacts like you can see kind of bits of buffy because like she made a comment where she was like Oh, being on the yearbook was really good because then you can put yourself in more pictures and you seem pop- more popular than you are. And like, it was just like <laughs> such a Buffy line. I was like, oh my goodness, like whoever wrote that yeah. line is brilliant because it's something yeah. that Buffy would absolutely say. Uh, I just, I also see the contrast between um, the relationship between Joyce and Buffy and then like Amy and her mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. Like, Joyce is like, oh my gosh, like she's trying to relate to her rather yeah. than try to take over her yeah. and control her. Yeah. Like, even Buffy's like, mom, even the nerds don't want to be yeah. like, in your book yeah and she kind of like moves on she's like well it was fun for me you know she's trying to relate yeah. i mean she does get kind of biting there at the end because she's like you know well your thing got you kicked out of school maybe you should try my thing mm. and buffy's you know hurt and then joyce realizes in that instant yeah oh and she says the yeah. whole like a little shaking on the dismount or yeah. something again which, another buffy uh-huh. line well then also like this whole episode is about doing gymnastics and stunts and cheerleading, cheerleading yeah. so i like the direct parallels to that yeah that's cool but yeah i know i just appreciated that um just at least recognized that and so we're seeing the mother-daughter relationship both positively and negatively yeah yeah, um, yeah. oh and also i wanted to point out when buffy walks out of the room either in this scene or the other one there is garlic Hanging from no way. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking yeah. about that. There's garlic hanging just as a decoration. I don't think it was actually used for against okay. vampires. But her mom has like a bunch of spices hanging against oh. right where the telephone. That is. doesn't count then because that's not like a repellent. But it is garlic. That's, that's funny. True. And I just think it's hilarious that she's leaving the room. I was like, oh, there's our garlic. <laughs> so then we go back to the hallway. Xander and Willow talking again yeah. about Buffy. And then you see Buffy. Cordelia kind of walk zombie like walking yeah. away, very out of it, which is very unlike Cordelia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Willow's trying to like, all right, you're going to do it. And yeah. Xander keeps saying all these things about how he's going to like go into battle. And I like how he makes it sound like he's doing something very brave by yeah. asking Buffy out, which yeah. not to minimize it, because I think when you're in high school, it does right. feel like oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. Well, especially when it's someone that you are friends with and you spend a lot of time with. It's like you, you really are risking that friendship when you're choosing to ask them out, because mm. depending on how they take it, you can either a go into like an actual relationship b they say no but you remain friends or c they say no and they get yeah. uncomfortable mm-hmm. friendships I, over 
I just feel really bad for Willow in that whole conversation because he's confiding in her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even at one point she like comforts him. She's like, she's like, Xander, you're not invisible to Buffy. Yeah. Or like, um, or he's like, oh, mm-hmm. can, can you ask her out? I'm scared. And he's like, oh yeah. no, I should do it. Mm-hmm. Like I should be a man. Yeah. It's like poor Willow. She just sits there and she, you can tell she's kind of like exhausted. She's like, yeah. what do I say? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to ruin our friendship yeah. with yeah. Xander, but I also love Buffy. Yeah. But you can tell there's also a part of her that's kind of like almost trying to talk him out of it. Because then think- like, she can tell that Buffy's yeah. not as into Xander, but she doesn't yeah. want to break his heart or even speak for Buffy, too. She's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think it's also hard for Willa to imagine anybody not being into Xander because, you know, yeah, she's, she's, pretty, into him. she's pretty <laughs> infatuated. Yep. So then Buffy um, comes up just as Xander trying to ask her out, but she sees Cordelia uh-huh. and is completely yeah. distracted. And yeah, so not even focusing on him. Is like, all right, I got to go. And Xander's like, all right, yeah. crash and burn. Yeah. She has that line where she's like, you won't mind, will you? Yeah. <laughs> and Will's just kind of standing there like, Ugh. I just think it's funny because I'm sure, and you see like Buffy is aware that Xander's like attracted to her, but I don't think she understands like the full extent of it. Yeah. Um, even when like she, he's like talking stuff, you can kind of tell like it's serious, but she's just like oblivious. She's like, oh, I'm sure it's nothing. Like, yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm oh, sure okay, you won't Xander. mind. I'm going to go. Yeah. Well, honestly, honestly, this is just my take. I don't think Buffy's thought about it at all. I think she yeah. is so like preoccupied with trying to fit in with the new school, yeah. trying to like fit in her Slayer stuff, not get in trouble with her mom, yeah. you know, all that stuff. I think she just hasn't thought about it at all with Xander, mm-hmm. but I don't mm-hmm. know. I could be wrong. Her mind is elsewhere. Yeah, maybe towards other other strangers that she has met in the past few episodes. I mean, you know, she hasn't worn that bracelet. No, she is wearing the bracelet, but she's also wearing a necklace, too. Yeah. So so she follows Cordelia, and Cordelia is walking to Driver's Ed. I I forgot that, like, schools used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. It seems, like, super unsafe, too, because I'm like, for some reason, I feel like it would be safer to do it at the DMV because, like, they're more there's, professional, I guess. There's more professional, but there's also like more room to mess up mm. rather than like in the a parking school parking lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was before my time. But yeah, he says, you've flunked twice already. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a funny comment because she's a sophomore in high school. Like he's acting as if she's like a senior. Yeah. He's right. like, you're, yeah, at this rate, you're never going to get your he's license. like, you're going to have college. to take the bus, which yeah. normally would be like a light of fire under her bed. And she's like, because I seriously doubt Cordelia would be like, I'm taking the yeah, bus. Yeah. She'd be like, yeah. uh, no, I'll drive then. Yeah. <laughs> but she's clearly not herself because she doesn't even really say anything. Yeah. And except she says, I don't really want to do driver's ed today. So I think yeah. like there's a part of her that can tell some things off, but isn't quite able to communicate yeah. it effectively. Right. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen this episode a few times. This is the first time I noticed that there were people in the back of the car. I, they never explain that. Like you, you don't know. really see I think them. I'm like, pretty sure that's what they used to do for driver's ed was that the people who were up next to take the test would sit in the back. Oh, but like, I didn't sense. even see that there were people behind because, um, well, she walks up and then you see like two doors in the back close. And then for a second, I thought that was like just an error. I was like, oh, maybe like they forgot that they had people in the beginning in the car. And then while she's driving, you see someone's head pop up behind her for like a split second. Mm-hmm. And then when they crash the car, he says everyone out. Yeah. So I'd never seen that. Yeah, I don't know either. So she can't see. She's crashed through the gate. And so she's in the middle of the road that's like the main road outside the school. And this big UPS truck come by. And Buffy jumps on the hood of a car and tackles her out of the way. And then you see that Cordelia's eyes are white. And yeah. She can't Such see. a horrifying image. I know, right? You can kind of see the context, though. Yeah. Like they're very obviously yeah. there. Yeah. 
Giles is talking about how the the information they found on the girl with the fire hands. And he's Amber. like, well, like, you know, it could be a witch because mm. now we have somebody with their eyes all white. Who do we think that could be? And Xander's like, hey, I think that Amy's the witch. Yeah. And then oh, uh, yeah. Willow well, kind of goes like, oh, no, he's like, well, why would anyone want to hurt Cordelia? And then Willow's like, well, um, has she met her? Have like, they met her? Yeah. And yeah. then a few seconds so later, she says, or did maybe, I just say that? Yeah. Yeah. Because they met her. Yeah, and I think it's cool. We're starting to see a little backbone from Willow. Yeah. yeah. Ever since she's become friends with Buffy, I think there's a little bit more of um, a brave side of her coming out. Mm-hmm. And then, or snarky side. Yeah, the snarky <laughs> side. I think it's really fun that you have – they're like, all right, what would you do? And Willow's like, I would check out books. And Xander's mm-hmm. like, what? No. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 don't check out the books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, at first we're thinking he's like, no, I wouldn't check out the books yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, Alexander Harris. <laughs> yeah, but then you also think about it and I'm like, wouldn't Giles like know that – Sanders checking out these random like witchcraft books oh, and like oh ask him. Oh my gosh, him. yeah, Giles is the but librarian. But they're in there all the time. You could he could just walk back there. Oh, but it's still in the program though. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, maybe there's like something where they scan it and go kind of like mm, yeah. you know. He probably can cheat the system since he's yeah. in there. Because I feel like Giles would definitely be like, "Why are you checking out witchcraft books?" Yeah. <laughs> he definitely would question it. Yeah. And to be real, like Xander's in there all the time. I feel like it would be so easy for him to just grab a book without checking it out. Yeah, yeah no, why would he check it? Yeah, he wouldn't want someone else. Wow, you guys said that exact same time. Same pitch and everything. It's like we're sisters. Yeah. And then so they find out that in order to get the witch or figure out if she's the witch, they need some of Amy's hair. They need eye of oot. Thank goodness her uh, backpack was open with her. Oh my gosh. Who brings their brush to school? I mean, I used to, no, I used to have mine in my backpack as well, but I wouldn't just like my backpack open to my brush. I've never done that. I would always put it in like, well, because like, where I where I used to go to high school, like it was windy all the time. Yeah, and so like, and my hair is like very fine and like so it would get like super tangly in the wind. So I, when I would have passing periods and stuff, I would go to the bathrooms and sometimes brush my hair. But I would never just keep it like in the main compartment. Like I would usually put it in like a zipper or something like that because it's kind of gross to have your like hairbrush just kind of touching yeah. all of your like books and everything in that's there. just not the first thing i would think of check someone's backpack because i personally never carried around my brush but i feel like what i would have done and this is just so yeah. extra <laughs> but i probably would just like hug and then grab hair from her like sweater in the back because yeah. curls shed so much yep. i do that or like patter or like something i would have been like your hair's so pretty today as i run yeah. my hands yeah. through grab yeah. some extra hair like, hey, that's so creepy yeah. buffy out. definitely did it in a better way sure um, but yeah yeah, it was also very convenient that it was very. It convenient. was like she knew it was there or something. What would she yeah. have done if it wasn't? I mean, you know? maybe to give her the benefit of the doubt, maybe she saw the brush in her, you know, backpack as she was walking up. Yeah, you maybe never she know. scoped it out. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's hilarious that Xander just can't pull out the eye of Newt. <laughs> He's completely grossed out. So Willow's like, "Boop!" Such, I know. And she just like just does it. She throws it in, and goes, "Eye of Newt." No, <laughs> like, doesn't care at Bones. all. So like snooty. Like, uh-huh, my goodness, I can do it. Yep. Um, so then Buffy goes and they're like, so how are you going to do it? And she's like, I don't know. She goes up and grabs the hair from the hairbrush and immediately like stands right back up and Amy's standing there staring right at her. Yeah, so not conspicuous. subtle at all. So then Buffy goes over and dumps the stuff on Amy's arm and it turns yeah, blue. Which shows that she's the witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you hear, oh no, oh no, from the professor, the yeah. teacher, and a girl turns around. She's got skin across her mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. And then they have this moment outside the classroom and 
Buffy kind of makes this comment where she's like, yeah, she's our Sabrina, which actually ties back to the sh- uh, the show Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm-hmm. where obviously Sabrina's a, a witch. A teenage witch. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was kind of like that cool correlation of like her mm-hmm. her calling Amy a witch mm-hmm. pretty much. Which fun fact, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar was actually eyed for the role of Sabrina in the movie and also for the reboot afterwards too. There was like talks about her becoming Sabrina and her mm, and I could see that the actress who plays Sabrina, I can't remember her name, were good friends at the time. And the lady who plays Amy's mom in this episode played a witch in oh, Sabrina no as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So many crazy. like crossovers. Yep. So anyway, all right, we're back in Amy's house. Because Amy goes home right away. And it's weird how her voice changes. She yeah. looks into the room and is like... Much more like stern and powerful. Where are you? Amy's mom looks really scared that mm-hmm. she's back. And so this this is your first inclination that, okay, she's the witch. Something's off here, but you don't know quite right. what. And so then, you know, chastises her for um, watching television all day. Uh-huh, yeah. Tells, Tells her, her there's a report homework. due. Yeah. 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 So then you're kind of like, this is a weird dynamic. You're like, why would you? Why would Amy have her mom do her homework? Right. right. Why is her mom scared of her? Oh, maybe it's cause, just because she's a witch. Right. And then Amy reveals that she has Buffy's bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so you're just like, okay, Buffy's the next target because now that Cordelia's out, Buffy's on the I also think that it's team. like because she now knows that Buffy knows that she's a witch, it's a way of getting rid of her. Yeah. Yeah. Buffy is having a, another dream. This one was really weird. We had to go back and look at it. Yeah. Because yeah. we were like, okay, is this Buffy's room? What is this? And yeah. it looks like weird, creepy dolls. Like the kind yeah. of painted dolls Well, there's, dolls there's like flashes of horselin dolls. Mm-hmm. And you you never see them up until this point in Buffy's room. So you're like, is this Buffy's room? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? She could have been dreaming about like Amy's room. Because maybe it could be voodoo dolls. It yeah. could be anything like that. And then the t-shirt that Buffy wakes up in, either in this scene or the other one, she's wearing a white tank top with a black cat on it, which is really oh, funny. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't even notice that. Yeah. Well, this is kind of funny. She wakes up and completely destroys her alarm clock. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that she's not herself. Yeah. Because <laughs> a macho, macho man. Yeah. She's very peppy. <laughs> Joyce is very like, are you okay, sweetie? Yeah. 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 Joyce is like, this is not right. Yeah. And then I love how she just outright says, I'm a vampire slayer. Yeah. Well, like at first her mom's like apologizes and right. then she's like, Very oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. She's like, don't worry. That was so yester. Like even just like a sentence like that, you're like, oh my goodness. Like, are you okay? But yeah, I never noticed that she said, she's like, it's okay. Like and Joyce is like, wait, what? <laughs> well, she was confused. She didn't really like, it's kind of like one of those, Joyce isn't really paying that much attention uh-huh. again. So when she says it, she's like, what? But she doesn't really like. Buffy's she's already like, acting you weird. Understand, Mom. Yeah, and then she just like walks away. Well, and to be fair, if someone came up to me and they're like, "I'm a vampire slayer," I'd be like, "Oh, okay, like cool." I wouldn't be like, "Oh my goodness, like you're a vampire slayer." Like, I think it's just like one of those things where Joyce is like, "Oh, are, like, are you okay? Like, you seem yeah. a little weird." Mm-hmm. And because Buffy recovers and just starts talking after that, Joyce is right. like, "I must have been hearing things." Yeah, right? it's back to the whole thing of people rationalize what yeah. they don't understand. Um, so then we go back to the gym, and Buffy is just super peppy while all the girls are doing yeah. their thing. And I think it's really interesting that her shoes are black while everybody else's are white. Oh, I didn't oh, see that. All the girls have white tennis shoes, and Buffy's are black. Just like a little thing of Buffy's different. Buffy's not like other girls. Yeah. And then Buffy's super strength. She just throws a girl across the room. Yeah. 
And Xander and Willow walk in. Okay, I was always wondering about that. I'm like, why are they coming in during their practice? Yeah. So weird. Because Xander wants to watch all the girls in their oh cheerleading uniform. No, he wants to watch Buffy, Buffy in her yeah. cheerleading uniform. But my for goodness. real though, like if a girl was able to throw another girl across the room and be like, dude, you're staying on the squad. Obviously you're strong. Yeah. Like we need you to be at the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah, I think it's like they already had a vendetta against her. Yeah. So they just want any reason to get her out. I was like, man, it doesn't take much to get kicked off the squad, though. Seriously, like, where is the coach for this team? It's always like this no, girl. that's true. Like, it's that's all like one girls. Girl. <laughs> it's like this weird hierarchy. Amy, of course, is right there. So they're like, Amy, you're the next alternate. And then Xander and Willow drag her out. Buffy has I this really this cute thing of like, <laughs> oh, you're such a good friend, Xander. Yeah. This is why I love you so much. Yeah. Completely does to him what he did to Will. Well, she says, you're totally and completely one of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. But do you notice what she says? You know, if you were just like any other guy that was trying to get to know me or like Uh me, then they would give me a bracelet. And she doesn't even remember that he gave her the bracelet. And Willow's face during that moment was like... so funny. She's like smiling. Sweet revenge. She's just sitting there. She's like, that's right, Buffy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just such a like such Let a him little, down easy. Yeah, such a little petty moment of her being like, ah, oh, justice. We see served. a lot of like Willow Sass in this episode. Yeah. yeah. So much of she it. She definitely has grown so much since the first episode. In two episodes. Yeah. yeah. She's a lot of snark that yeah, comes out. But it's so funny. And mm-hmm. it's like just shows so much of her character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really funny. So then we go to the library and Giles, um, after checking on Buffy says that the spell that is done on Buffy is different than the other ones. It's a blood spell, which means that they're actually trying, the witch is trying to take Buffy out because yeah. they recognize that she's onto her. Right. And that she said she has about three hours mm-hmm. to live. Yeah. And like Buffy has which, this man. really sweet moment where she kind of, I think it was like Xander who was like, oh my gosh, this is awful. This is horrible. Why would Amy do this? Blah, blah, blah. And she almost defends Amy in a way. And she's mm-hmm. saying like, it's not Amy's fault. Like, She's just having to deal with the pressures of her mom. Yeah. Which is like, it's very, I like, it's very cool because up until this point, we've seen that like the, the villains are very black and white. Like, you know, you don't really have many people pleading for the humanity of the mm-hmm. master. So mm-hmm. this is like the first episode where you kind of see Buffy standing up for the villain and being yeah. like, hey, maybe they have something going on that we don't know about. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Moment for her. Yeah. And I just really enjoyed that. Um, I think it's this scene where Buffy talks about how you don't understand how like how much your mom wanting you to be a certain way yeah. is just a lot of pressure. And you could tell she's just relating with her own mom and yeah. stuff. I know you kind of said that a little bit, but I just was struck by that. I hadn't really thought about it a mm. whole lot before. Um, so then he says, the only way to get rid of this blood spell is to find the actual witch um, and either reverse the spell or cut off her head. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which they were all like, whoa. Yeah. At this point, they think it's Amy. So like, well, that's not an option. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except for Xander, who's kind of like, eh, oh I wouldn't gosh. be mad at it. Yeah, Xander's all like, whatever it takes to save Buffy. Like, yeah. trying to be like all heroic. heroic about it. Yeah, he's just not. Then we'll go back to Amy's house. Mm-hmm. You see Amy approaching again. And the first first clue, obvious clue, that Amy is um, Amy's mom is Amy is she's eating brownies. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, and that's what Amy had talked about to Willow. Or Willow, yeah. sorry, Willow had talked to Buffy about Amy. She said one summer when her mom used to starve oh, her, wow. they used yeah. to eat brownies together. Uh-huh. And so you see Amy's mom eating brownies. Well, not only that, but when she opens up the door and they're asking her to come inside, she said, I'm not allowed. You'll have to come back later. Mm-hmm. So it's like someone's telling her rules of the mm-hmm. house, whereas if she were actually Amy's mom, she could make up the rules and she could say, yeah. you can come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's also like this very sweet moment because like you're really, 
the way that Giles is reacting, you can tell that like he's almost like mad at um the mom, yeah. but he's also like reacting in a very like kind, loving way on Buffy's behalf. Like you yeah. see he has a genuine care for yeah, Buffy. Yeah, this is the first episode that you really start to see Giles's care for Buffy. Yeah. And not just as like, okay, I'm your watcher. You yeah, know. just like care for her as a human mm-hmm. being. Yeah, and so then as is talking to her, Buffy looks down, sees the plate of brownies, remembers mm-hmm. the conversation with Willow, and then Amy's mom, or Amy, I guess, says something about my dad and then mm-hmm. corrects herself, and then yeah. that's when they realize. And then I just thought it was interesting how Amy talks about her father and saying, I wanted to be with my dad, and it's completely different than how Amy – Amy's mom and Amy's body talked about the dad yeah, earlier. Yeah. It was on like in the him being horrible to them. Yeah. Yep. They go up to the attic because they're like, okay, we have to find her book yep. because it has the spell, the power. They find yeah. all the dolls. It's kind of a creepy moment. Yeah. yeah. And then Giles opens the chest and there's a black cat that jumps out, mm-hmm. which I think is another tie to Sabrina the Teenage Witch because there was like the black cat was in the show. Mm-hmm. Became and very, Buffy was wearing the shirt with the yeah, black Yeah, it became very like synonymous with like witches was like the black cat. That was cat. before Sabrina. It's actually, yeah. it's a familiar, which is why the cat was in there because it right. was guarding the book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and like how he immediately goes, all right, what were you guarding? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Didn't even catch that. Yep. So then they race back to the school and they take Amy's mom, Catherine, with them. Or I guess I should say Amy in Catherine's body with them. Amy or Catherine is really confusing. <laughs> Catherine in Amy's body is just really enjoying the fact that she's, she's a cheerleader. A again. cheerleader. She's like, I'm, you know, doing what I was meant to do I'm when I'm top. good. Yeah, I'm back on top. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a weird, weird moment because you see everybody looking at her and her looking at the crowd. And Elizabeth does a really good job with her facial expressions of just kind of yeah. showing like, I'm here now. I have arrived. This is the moment right. I've been yeah. waiting you for. You can tell it's not Amy. Yeah, the acting is just really well done. Yep. Um, Giles carries Buffy in, lays her down on, the, um, on one of the desks, and you just see him start to take charge in a way that we haven't seen him before. Yeah. He's always been very like mild. Behind the books. Yeah. yeah. I think at one point he needs to get into a cabinet, grabs a book, and just breaks a lock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then starts working on a spell. Mm-hmm. And then as he works on the spell, it's interesting because it flashes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can tell. Almost showing the effect on her. Yeah. Amy and her mom keep flashing back and forth in their bodies. And then Giles is like doing the magic. And the spell is actually pretty dark. If you hear him, he's calling on something. And he keeps saying like, take my life force. Mm. And he he's like, he dips his hand in this liquid and says, take my life force in order to break this spell, like kind of my life. Not that he's giving his life, but he's like, some of his life essence is coming out to save yeah. Buffy. Well, because Aww, dark so magic sweet. is like, you don't ever touch us up. This stuff is heavy. And I'm sure it's got to take so much of you to break something mm-hmm. like that. That's so deep. Yeah. Well, and especially since Amy and Amy's mom are technically switching life mm-hmm. forces that makes total sense that there would need to be like a give and take of that. Yeah. You have Catherine who literally is taking Buffy's life force with the blood spell. Mm. Um, and then you have in contrast, which I just like this last run through, I was like, whoa, I never noticed that before. But again, that's the beauty of Buffy. You have Giles. When he does the spell, he's literally saying, take my life for Buffy. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
Isn't that so precious? And you have the contrast. Yeah, you have the contrast of Catherine, who's literally so selfish that she's taking her daughter's life and has affected all these other girls and then is trying to kill Buffy and take her life. And then you have Giles there, who's literally sacrificing his own life for Buffy, Um, which is just precious because we're only, what, three episodes in and he's already like, as a watcher, willing to lay down his life for his slayer, which I just... Warms my heart every time. That's so cute. Love Giles. That's so sweet. I know. So then Amy, of course, starts realizing what's happening and through one of the flashes sees through her eyes and realizes that they're in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So exits out. And Willow, I thought this was so brave of her, is all like, hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be like, yeah. I'm going to help. And then she starts mocking her. She's like, what do witches do? Witches have brooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super funny. She's like, uh, I have a cauldron. And- yeah. I can <laughs> help you. Yeah, very funny, uh, brave Willow moment. Mm-hmm. And then um, she start, starts choking Xander, which is the first time you see actual power, mm. a live power through the witch. Yeah. Um, because other than that, like, it's been like a body switch. It's been like in like the, yeah. um, you know, stirring the pot mm-hmm. or yeah. throwing the Barbies in it. But she's like choking him from afar. And then I just, I died because she like slapped willow but the sound effect was so extra for like the slap it was so funny it was so noisy and then she goes and she grabs the axe and then uh starts chopping down the Mm -hmm. the door to get in and giles is getting really into this spell like take my life force or whatever he's saying buffy is looking not so great on the table the first thing that i would think about if I were Giles, I would put Catherine inside a closet, lock her in there. Right. I'd be like, sorry, Amy, but like, you'll thank me when you switch bodies. Yeah. Like, exactly. she's right next to him. And yeah. then as soon as they switch bodies, then it's like, then you have I think her his trouble. thinking was like, as soon as she gets better, Buffy will. So Buffy will fight her. So that yeah. might have been his thinking. Or even yeah. like, we got to protect Amy. In mm-hmm. case that the mom tries and realizes that she's there and tries to right. find her. They switch them and Catherine tackles Buffy um, as Buffy's trying to talk to Amy. And I just love Buffy's little thing of, guess what? I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately like beats her up. Catherine's body language is just phenomenal. Like yeah. the, the voice that comes out and then immediately Amy's whole like mommy and like yeah. the way yeah. that she talks is just very childlike. Very mm-hmm. But there's like the the moment where – Catherine is planning on like, you know, killing Buffy or sending her somewhere. Buffy, again, is just very resourceful and very clever and, you know, break the mirror so that it shoots back on her. Mm -hmm. It's just just such a like intelligent move. Like if that were me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, she's casting a spell on me. Time to run. Like, you know, instead of like thinking like what's around you that I can use. Right. Mm -hmm. And I really love the dialogue that Catherine's talking about. Like, you are mine. I gave up my body for you. Yeah. It's very much putting into words the actions that she has been like the horrible actions and things she's been doing against Amy. But I especially liked when she says, I gave you like you were mine to control essentially because I'm your mother. Like I'm your mother. That's such a real, it's a real thing people go through. Yep. And then Buffy is just like grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's a childish thing, but it's just mm-hmm. also in the juxtaposition of the fact that she wants to be a child. Yeah. She wants to she be She needs to literally grow up. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah. Some people just, like, are so stuck in their quote-unquote glory days. Yeah. And, like, w- 
like sometimes they can become so bitter. So I'm sure part of her feels resentful that like, she's like, Amy took away my youth. Amy took away Mm -hmm. like that part of me that could have gone so much further Mm -hmm. with my cheerleading or whatever it was. And I know so many people go through that with their family and their parents. And like, I can't even imagine what that's like, the type of pressure you have with that relationship when all you want to do is for them to like love you and listen to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Such a manipulation distortion Mm -hmm. of the beautiful relationship between a mother and her child. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm curious. So the spell that shoots back into Amy's mom, I wonder if Buffy had done the mirror, would Buffy be the one that goes into the statue? Like, or is Hmm. it simply because, because I'm curious what the nature of the spell, if the mom went into- It's like your own personal Yeah, it went into your own personal hall. I wonder what would have happened to Buffy. I'm Um, just curious about it. I think it it was probably just- their own personal hell like it's just dedicated to like wherever they wouldn't want to be yeah. stuck it was just so on the nose but it also wouldn't make sense the mom seems incredibly or Catherine seems incredibly narcissistic so she's like hey, you get to be in my statue and everybody will look at yeah. you for the yeah. rest of your life but you'll never yeah i don't know so i love that will and uh xander come running in and no. Willow's all like, where are you? Where are you? And yeah. Xander's like, I saved her. It's all good. My God. Yeah. He did the same Xander. thing like two seconds before. Yeah. But oh, Willow's loser. like with her face. Oh, my goodness. So funny. They're both like personally attacked after her, yeah. you know, yeah. personally attacking them. Yeah. Also want to note that Giles has gotten knocked out yeah. in the corner trying to Poor save guy. Buffy. I know. And then he's all like, that was my first spell. He's like all giddy and excited. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then back in Buffy's room. We have this sweet moment between um, Joyce and Buffy Mm -hmm. where she essentially just comes in and is kind of like in her own way apologizing and saying, you know, you're your own person. And I love that Buffy's like, would you want to be 16 again if you could? And Joyce is just kind of like not for the world. She's like, even if it meant that I would understand you, she's like, I could never. But it shows the growth between like Joyce as a person and as a mom. Yeah. Versus like Catherine, who was very yep. like, selfish and self-centered. Like, yep. whereas Joyce is like, no, I'm an adult. Like, I'm yeah. a woman, yeah. and like, has gone to Buffy and like mm-hmm. apologizes and like wants to understand her. Like, it's funny because in the beginning, like they try to compare them in the eyes of the teenagers, but as like the you know episode goes on, like you really just see the complete difference between like a mom like Joyce and a mom like Catherine. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's really well done. And I love that the thing that Buffy and Joyce, I mean, Buffy doesn't say it out loud, but I really believe that in Buffy's mind, she doesn't want to really be 16 either and make these decisions. Yeah. Well, she feels really old Yeah, because she's like the slayer and there's so much responsibility that comes with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, you see the hall with Buffy and Amy talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amy's with her dad now. Yeah. yeah. And talking about how they're going to make brownies together. Yeah. So sweet. sweet. Yeah. And then you see the statue with its creepy eyes. Yep. Watching them. And then you hear Amy in the background say, maybe I'll get fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of my favorite lines is when Cordy comes up and she's like, oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry you guys I got kicked that. off the team. And then um, Amy says, um, man, I'll really miss the intellectual thrill of spilling out words with my arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like Cordy has that funny line where she's like, a oh, couple of sour, uh, like grapes. Sour grapes. Yeah. 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 A couple of sour These grapes. grapes are sour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, such a like clever, like insult. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. It was, it was just really 
an enjoyable episode, even if it's not, if it's just really kind of standalone and we don't have anything of the master yeah, in it. It definitely shows a lot of like characters, like comedy more so. Mm-hmm. It like just shows like mm-hmm. their banter, their like pettiness. It's like, yeah. it feels much more of like a high school episode, yeah, totally. but it's still so good. And the metaphor is very well done. Mm-hmm. Very real. Yeah. Um, you also see like a little character development in like Willow. Giles goes out there and gets um, his yeah. hands dirty xander almost professing his love to buffy yeah. uh, buffy and joyce's relationship yeah. like even if there there's are episodes that aren't like my personal favorite mm-hmm. there's a couple of them in season one that are great episodes, but just personally aren't my favorites there's always something important in the episodes to note about either the characters or the plot whatever it is yeah, yeah this episode does a good job of pushing the story forward you have some good dynamics between buffy and her mom and yeah. then the rest of the gang. And so you feel like you know the characters a little bit better. And you feel like you understand where the story is going. Yeah. That's well done. So, well, I think that wraps everything up for our spoiler-free section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for uh, listening and just being here for, you know, our third episode. We really yeah. appreciate it. We're enjoying this. This is fun. Yeah. Um, and if you guys have any questions or comments, um, as always, you can email us at becomingbuffypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram, becomingbuffypodcast. Yeah, just talk with us, dialogue with us. We want to know um, some of your guys' favorite episodes or if you have any favorite moments from the episodes we've talked about already. But yeah, stay tuned for the spoiler section of the podcast. Bye, guys. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Scooby's Secrets section where we will be talking about spoilers, foreshadowing, and just some extra fun stuff. For those of you guys who have not been um, to this section before, this is spoilers for not only Buffy, but also for the show Angel. If you haven't seen there, um, then... You've been warned. Yeah, you've been <laughs> warned. So whether you want to hear the spoilers or not, this is a warning for you. Um, but yeah, let's jump right in. Um, I read it in the spoiler-free section, the part from the book that talks about the consequences done with magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I really like the juxtaposition she used of this with, oh, I forgot the episode, but in season six where um, it's afterlife, where Willow raises Buffy from the oh, dead yeah. and how there are consequences yeah. to having to raise Buffy. And you see over and over throughout the show that there are consequences to using dark magic. Yeah. And hmm. yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, I yeah. never thought this of that before. This is just before. the first example of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of like um, like magic, so I thought of Willow. Mm-hmm. But in like the one of the beginning scenes in the library, she when she's talking about like hacking illegally, like that just reminds me of just like, I know we will always talk about this mm-hmm. so much throughout okay. the show. It's part of the character development. Right. Um, but she just gets so like enthusiastic about, about breaking like, the rules. Yeah, like it's like almost like she wants to announce to people. She's like, "I'm gonna go break the rules." Uh-huh. But it she's always like, it's not a big deal for me. It's just always so you punctuated know. when it's something that she's using her superpower, or whatever, for yeah. because she likes mm-hmm. to feel useful. Again, like her knowledge and like her hacking skills. I guess mm-hmm. now is like part of her power, and she mm-hmm. doesn't want to feel powerless. Yeah, she so, wants to feel useful totally. and part of the gang. Yeah, totally. And I really loved. Just Willow's arc in this episode, you just see her becoming more and more confident and just yeah. the good friend that she is to Xander and Buffy. And yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. One of, uh, one of my notes was uh, 
Amy, exclamation point, yeah. exclamation point, because this is the yeah. first episode yeah. with Amy, which is crazy. I'm always, this is the third episode. I forget yeah, so I early on. Yeah, I did not think she was this early on, because I always just think of her as like, brat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm always tempted to skip this episode, but I forget that Amy actually becomes a pretty big character. Did you know yeah. that Amy is actually in every single season of Buffy except for season five? That's crazy. Really? Yeah, I have it written down. Oh, well, she pops up in season four for like a second. Yeah, it's a brief yeah, second when Buffy or Willow is in, se- in something blue. When yeah. Willow's like, man, uh-huh. I, I don't even have the power I can't to even put- make her into a human. Yeah, and then Amy's she like, She pops right up back. and she's like, so oh! funny. Yeah. And then she snaps her fingers and goes away. Yeah, because so we funny. have this... Uh, episode in season one i think she might appear maybe in one other episode i'm not sure i don't think so but season two season two's bewitched bothered and bewildered the love spell one with xander which hilariously amy turns buffy into a rat yeah yeah that's right because um when oz finds her yeah well when uh she gets turned into a rat buffy makes that comment where she's like not the rat thing yeah (laughs) Yeah. then gingerbread is when amy turns into the rat I forget how consistent of a character she is. I like always forget about her when she comes in season seven or even season six. I just assume that her arc is done when she's a rat. Whereas like there's some other characters will when they have either only been in the show for like a season, Mm -hmm. like Faith, we're also in there for one season and then pops up for like yeah. a few episodes in season Faith's seven one of and those like people, though, two that makes and four. her impact like yeah she really makes a statement was there right yeah or there's other like characters that are in there for much less and yeah i remember them so much easier than mm-hmm. i do with amy yeah uh yeah and she pops up again season four briefly and then you don't see her in season five unless you count rat form right yeah. season six and then she's there for will's arc for like three episodes or so and then season seven yeah. again but yeah she's there for the entire show which is what episode is she in in season seven season seven is um the killer in me the one where willow is um with kennedy thinks that she looks like warren and kennedy chases her Remember, there's that that witch um group that they walk into and amy's the one that curses her i forgot about that episode wow dang i was so sad though i thought amy was actually like i know getting help and then yeah yeah, in, in in the end, she ends up going full circle and actually becoming her mother, yep. which is Sad. just crazy. But it's also just kind of like a, I mean, this may be me reading into it a little bit too much, but it may just kind of be kind of an example of like an abusive relationship mm. where it's mm-hmm. like you are the mother was Vicious very- cycle. Yeah, the mother was very obviously verbally abusive. And I think it was kind of hinted at the fact that she was like physically abusive. Right. Um, and so it's like- Amy had just such a warped idea of what power is and like what, you know, relationships are and like life Mm -hmm. is that she just kind of inherently started turning to the same patterns that her mom did. Well, I even think about Amy definitely has a very unhealthy relationship with magic just like Willow did. But as you learn later on and after Willow like goes to that time where she kills Warren and is Dark Willow. Um, they talk about how fast of a recovery she has mm-hmm. for like how deep she was into dark right. magic. Yeah. And how much like she had the willpower to get out of it. Yeah. It's just crazy the difference between both of them. Yeah. Someone being stronger willed and really wanting to get out of it. Like that's the difference. Yeah. And I think Willow just like I think after you kill someone, mm-hmm. especially her being such a rule follower really hurt her. So she was like, I don't want to be like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will is just 
a person who's good and wants to yeah, change. She, yeah. Whereas Amy just seemed like she just didn't care. She just wanted power. Yeah. After you've been abused too, mm-hmm. like I'm sure your self-esteem, like your drive for life has just gone down so much well, that, that you're just like, what's the point? She probably had felt helpless yeah, her like entire totally. life. So like this made the her only feel way, powerful. Yeah, the only way she felt like she'd mm-hmm. have a grasp on life was if she felt like she had power, which... She Which I would imagine it'd be very hard watching your mom have so much power oh, and yeah. not be tempted to be like, hey, that looks like that could solve a lot of my problems yeah, and right. initially doing it for good right. and then just being like, hey, why not? Right. You know. So I thought it was really funny when they were showing the trophy case at the beginning of the episode. It's never been yeah. in the middle of the hallway before. Oh, goodness, it's always yeah. been kind of in the back of the hallway, like literally in the middle of the hallway when they're walking past it in the beginning. I was like, I don't think it's ever in the middle of the hallway again in later on in the it season. might be yeah. like you know to play devil's advocate like it could be in the middle of the hallway because it's like oh cheerleading tryout so they're trying to show everyone like mm, what, true. The, okay. what the squad could uh, be. i could buy that yeah i just was kind of like why is it yeah i did notice it too like what i was like that seems like such a fire hazard like yeah. not like, a fire hazard but just like oh yeah fire like you can get out of the way but also just incredibly dangerous yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um Fun little tidbit that I just really, really loved. So Joyce pulls out the statue out of the crate that she was trying to break into. The fertility statue. Fertility statue is Coco Pelli, the fertility goddess that Dawn mentions in season six when they're trying to get rid of all of the stuff in the house that is related to magic because of Willow's addiction. And Dawn uh. specifically goes, no, not Coco Pelli. That was mom's favorite Aww. when Buffy was talking about getting rid That's of it. That's so sweet. Yeah, and it's That's the same so statue. Sweet. And apparently it appears in several other episodes no way. later too. Wow, yeah. well, crazy. I'm going to try and keep my eye out. I know, and that yeah. weird? Coco Pelli. <laughs> I, I love little things like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you want to talk about the statue, Leah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to wait till the end, but we can talk about it now. Um, But in season two, episode 15, Oz actually has a conversation with Willow where he points out the fact that he thinks that the statue in the school is like watching him. Its eyes are moving. Its eyes are moving. Yeah. And mm. I don't think Willow comments back on it, but it's just like a like. No, very, she goes, oh, yeah, it does that a lot or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a perfect like callback to like this episode where, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Amy's mom becomes the statue. And then later on in season three, after everything gets bombed. Yeah, the the statue is found on the floor. Yeah, in season four, you can see it. Yeah, when you can stepping see it in over the, floor. the rubble. Yeah, yeah, and it's the episode where they're trying to close the Hellmouth. I think it's the episode after Hush. I don't remember what it's called, but you can yeah. see the statue. On so the floor. many episodes trying to close the Hellmouth. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's like that other episode. It's like anytime they didn't have a storyline, they're like, "Let's open the Hellmouth." Yeah, <laughs> you're like that'll be good. We, we it's been a couple seasons. We should probably bring that yeah. up again. I wanted to point out that the scenes that were shot in um, the kitchen, the summer's kitchen, were the actual location, the house. Um, oh, and you yeah. can always tell based upon like the stove and um, just a few other things. It wasn't until season two that they started using um, the actual set. All of season mm. one was the actual house. Yeah. Well, it's always kind of weird, like looking and be like, oh, this is the real house. Like you can tell. Yeah. You can tell the um, counters are a little closer together in the set. They move them apart a little bit Mm. so that they have more room to film. That makes sense. It's kind of cool. I also noticed that Joyce is making peanut butter and jelly sandwich for Buffy to take to school. And in um, season six, they have the Buffy bot making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for Dawn to take to school. And I was like, oh, so sad. 
<laughs> that's so sweet that somebody programmed that in there, but also kind of really sad. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like during this time, there's supposed to be like fake Dawn memories. So she'd probably be making Dawn also a sandwich of PB&J at the mm. same time. Yeah, that's true. They would have inserted that yeah. in there. Yeah. Huh? It's so weird to like think with Dawn, like what she would be doing if she was oh, like yeah. in these memories. That'd actually yeah. be hilarious to like yeah. do. What do we think Dawn what would be would doing Dawn in this episode? <laughs> but it's just like very funny because there's so many times where like, or you even think about the time, the episode in end of season two where Buffy leaves home because Joyce finds out she's a slayer and pretty much tells her like, you know, you don't come back to the house. Like, is Dawn just like up in her room? Like, mm. it's just, it's very funny mm, yeah. to think about like, what would Dawn be doing? Dawn would totally be making fun of Buffy's cheerleading costume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, and I think it's really funny in season seven when Dawn uh, shreds Buffy's cheerleading outfit. Yeah. Really? I don't remember what episode it is, but um, Dawn's, oh, it's the episode him when she's upset about the guy that she's in love with, the guy that has the Letterman's jacket. Oh, And yeah. she's in the bathroom and Buffy comes in and she goes, is that my cheerleading outfit? And, and Dawn's in there like shredding it to pieces because she's so upset. The dude ah, like so dramatic. Or something. Oh, I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, I didn't really have very much else until the end. Did you guys have anything? Um, I mean, mine is very little things, but I'll, I'll, there was a lot of hinting, very, very subtle hinting to Willow and Magic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when they're in the chemistry lab, Willow, or before when they're in the library, Willow mentions that the chemical that they needed for witchcraft was like, she was like, oh, you can get that in the chemistry lab. So like, then they go to the chemistry lab and, you know, she's the one who ends up mm-hmm. making the potion that... Mm. Buffy pours on Amy. So it's like that little correlation that like, and you see later on in the seasons that Willow does use her knowledge of chemistry and kind of combines it with witchcraft. Because in the episode where she was going to make a love potion to kind of de-love Oz and Veruca, she's in the chemistry lab. Yeah. Hmm. I loved the little reference in the hallway when she's talking to Amy and she's yeah. all like, do witches even fly on brooms? Like, yeah. and she's, I can do a spell. And she was like, totally just tr- searching yeah. like for yeah. anything or, or no, she didn't say I can do spells. She, she said, I have a cauldron. I have a cauldron. Yeah. yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Joss knew that was going to make Willow a witch at that point. Like yeah. he had a plan for her. Um, Speaking of like uh, witchcraft and stuff, I feel like. And I know that Joss didn't know where he was going with Giles yet, but it's just like a discrepancy because like he says that this is the first time he does like like a spell or whatever. But yet like I don't like do we know that? Does he do stuff beforehand? Does like um, a ripper well, you you learn that in season two that mm-hmm. like him and a bunch of his friends um, Oh that you're right, you're right. End up killing witchcraft. someone. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean uh, we talked about this earlier where again to play devil's advocate is like it could be that Giles, you know, is lying to them yeah. and saying like, oh, I've never I done witchcraft before. I, th- I honestly think that it's that he's lying. And the reason why is the spell that he did was really intense. Oh, and, and really dark. Yeah, he, that's true. Wait, Giles's character and personality kind of shows a little darker side of him mm-hmm. in this episode and the way he just immediately starts taking charge when mm-hmm. Buffy is hurt and he goes in and he's like yeah. knows exactly what potions he breaks that yeah. law. Well, and it's also very weird because like I wrote earlier in my notes I was like Giles clearly has a knowledge of witchcraft. Yeah. Like he clearly like, when he goes in yeah. there he's like oh thank goodness we can break this spell without mm-hmm. even like reading any of his books. Like he's yeah. able to just kind of assess Amy's like mom's yeah. like kind of witch room. I'll yeah. put it that way. And like right. be like, oh, well we can beat this. So like it was very weird for me to like hear all that and see all that. And then for him to be like, oh, that was my first summoning. Right. And, like or very you, like, mm-hmm. you know. You see a pattern of Giles kind of 
doing what he needs to do without mm-hmm. really confiding in any of them uh-huh. to like for the greater good or for the big picture, I should mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Like with Ben, um, or I can't think of anything else right now, but like. But then when, when we actually find out about Giles's Ripper side, he doesn't tell anybody what's going on if you watch that episode. It's only when like Jenny is in real danger and everybody yeah. and Buffy's like, Jazz, I need to know what's going on. I need to know what I'm up against. Cause he's just like Buffy's none of your concern. He really doesn't want them to know about his dark past. Yeah. I think he even tells her at one point, he's like, Frankly, that's not your business. Yeah. Which yeah. is right. so funny because Giles knows like everything about Buffy yeah. and everything about the rest of them. So it's very interesting this dynamic where he's like, That's none of your business when they're all just kind of like you right. know everything about it. But us. I think Giles, in his mind, it was thinking again. I think it's his watcher upbringing. He doesn't want them to know about his dark past. He doesn't want to believe. Well, he that, also wants to protect them too. He's the yeah. in the adult and right. like he's eyes. also like they probably just shouldn't know about this right. stuff, you know. Yeah. But he I wants think to protect them. Yeah. So I think it it could work consistently if we believe that Giles is lying. Um, right. We also do know that Joss and the writers did not have the Ripper background in mind yet. So I think that's the biggest answer but it still works canonically if you believe that he's lying Mm -hmm. so yeah i thought it was really funny that amy grabs the axe because i was like that's the same axe that buffy grabs in school hard to take up against spike i was like that axe is used a lot like someone keeps picking it up and putting it back in yeah making the new glass yep i'm sure they had to do that so much in um uh the high school especially in sunnydale yeah the amount of times they probably had to break it so then I really I really thought this was funny. So Giles got knocked out. And I think that we should do a running tally of how many times Giles I was gets thinking knocked that. out. <laughs> I'm down. We could do that. And then we could also do in certain situations like we talked about earlier being like, oh, what would Dawn be doing? Yeah, right we here? should have what would Dawn do. <laughs> that would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Giles got knocked out. So I think we should definitely keep a tally. because Especially because Cordelia eventually is like, how many times have you been knocked out? Or like, yeah, how many so days many you're going to wake up in a coma? And he's wake up in a coma. I know coma. he, uh, in yeah. this season, at least gets knocked out at least one more time. Yeah. Prophecy oh, yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, and then um, the last thing was, Cordy talks about that cheerleader named Amber. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the name of the person that was training Amber? So Mm-mm. they they talked yeah. about it. I think it was Amy. She says Amber gets trained by Benson, and Amber Benson is the actress who plays Tara's name. Oh no Amber way! Benson. That's funny. Oh. And I thought it was really interesting that they had. I mean, obviously they did not plan it. It's purely coincidental. But yeah. he's like mm-hmm. Amber was trained by Benson, and Amber Benson is that's funny. That's the actress who plays Tara. Yeah, thought that was kind of interesting. And like if you think about it, the witch is. A very, very small Oh, yeah, Tara's a witch. But it's, like, very, very small foreshadowing for, like, Willow, but it's also, like... Yep. Tara, you know, was, Tara also, was also a witch. And so Tara like, taught Willow a lot about yeah. magic. So yeah. I mean, totally coincidental. Super that's weird super coincidence. Funny. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. Anyway... Thanks so much for listening, guys. Hopefully yeah. you're enjoying this along with us. If you want to dialogue with us or if you have any interesting facts or tidbits that or you can send us. if we miss something. Yeah, if we miss something, um, feel free to email us at becomingbuffypodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram, becomingbuffypodcast. Yeah, and just dialogue along with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. But until next time, talk to you later. Bye.